Welcome to This AmeriCorps Life, the official Arizona Serve podcast by AmeriCorps members for AmeriCorps members, past, present, and future. And here is your host, Sarah Haber. Are you ready to get started? Sure. Okay. Go for it. All right. Well, good morning. Welcome back to another episode of This AmeriCorps Life. I am your host, Sarah Haber. And today we are here down in Tucson, and I am sitting with Kelsey Weed, who is our AmeriCorps VISTA, serving as the Integrated Care Specialist for La Frontera. Hi, Kelsey. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks for stopping by. How are you doing today? Not bad. Staying busy. Yeah. It's a very busy time of year. Yeah. What kind of things are you up to at La Frontera right now? Uh, Well, I just opened up a food pantry at our site, so that's really exciting. We are getting, La Frontera has a partnership with QT, and so they're going to bring us like sandwiches and stuff that we can give to our food insecure clients. Um, So that I'm really excited that that has finally like taken off. Wow, that sounds super exciting. So before we kind of dive into La Frontera and the work that you do, um, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Where are you from? And how did you end up here in Tucson, Arizona, doing what you're doing? Well, I'm originally from Montana, and that is where I drove down from. So it's very different in here in Tucson, a lot less snow and a lot, lot warmer, which I'm very happy about. Um, but I just graduated in spring from St. Olaf in Minnesota, Um, which is very similar to Montana, so still a pretty big change. And I graduated with a degree in biology. And coming to this position, I basically ended up just applying to a lot and a lot of jobs after uh, school ended because I didn't have a job right away. Um, And this one sounded interesting, and it just worked out that I got it. I was hesitant at first to apply to AmeriCorps positions because I had seen a lot of them and avoided them because I saw the pay was a little low. But I just decided to try it anyway and ended up here. So had you heard of AmeriCorps before you had applied? I had heard of them because I met an AmeriCorps volunteer in college. Um, I volunteered for a day to help with Habitat for Humanity, and they had a VISTA volunteer there um, basically training us in our volunteer time there. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know any specifics or anything beforehand. Okay. So you kind of came into this a little bit blind? Yep. Yeah. I crammed research into like the few days that I was like doing my application and then just decided to do it anyway. (laughs) And so specifically the integrated care specialist position, what about that position appealed to you? So after working for a couple of years, I want to go back to school and get a master's in public health. Um, And this position just seemed to fit right along the lines of where I see myself going. I get to do a lot of work with women and children at my clinic doing um, community outreach and educational events with my clinic and just getting to interact with at-need populations, which is what I really want to do. Awesome. And so what exactly do you do as the integrated care specialist? What is a typical day for you in that role? Gosh, the days vary so much. But I spend a lot of my time thinking of materials for a lot of our groups um, that we host. So lesson planning, creating educational events. I create health education pamphlets for our clients and to put throughout our clinic and then to go to other trainings at partner clinics. So I educate staff about other health concerns clients might have in addition to their opioid use disorder. Um, I do EKGs. Uh, I've created a lot of data tracking systems. I do a lot of different things. And so what are the services that La Frontera provides for the community? 
So we provide a lot of different things. My specific clinic, the Hope Center, is mostly a medication-assisted treatment program for those with opioid use disorder or substance use disorder. So they receive their medication. They can receive group counseling services, individual counseling services. We can refer them to employment specialists. We can connect them with housing. We can connect them with other doctors so they can get other health concerns met. Um, If their serious mental illness diagnosis, we can connect them to those services. So yeah, we do, we can do a lot for our clients. Okay. You mentioned La Frontera referring uh, your clients to other services. What are the other organizations that La Frontera has built these relationships with? We have a lot of different partners. Um, We have partnerships with other clinics throughout the community. So community, community medical services, Kodak, um, the various hospitals, um, anywhere that our clients could be receiving care, we typically have some sort of clinician that we can refer them to at a different site if they need it or want it. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned earlier that you work a lot with women and children. Yeah, so I help facilitate and uh, create material for our women-specific groups, um, which is something I'm really interested in because my last couple years of college, I got really interested in um, women's health and reproductive health. Um, So part of my role is doing um, pregnancy tracking, so keeping track of which of our clients are pregnant, who has given birth, ensuring they have all the information they need about what pregnancy looks like while they're taking a medication for their drug use, what to expect um, postpartum, whether or not other services like DCS will be involved, um, basically preparing them for what to expect once the baby's born. Wow. So... It sounds as though this position kind of touches upon some touchy subjects, uh, and it may tend to get a little emotional at times, maybe. Uh, How do you deal with that? Yeah, there are definitely times where it's really hard, where you feel like you just, you you can't help someone, or there's not enough resources available to help individuals. And I remember the first time I experienced that um, was maybe two months into service, and it was really hard for me to first deal with, but I just have to accept that I can only do so much and that I'm doing the best I can with what I'm given. And that hopefully eventually, even if the client is upset that I can't do more, that eventually they'll come to realize that, you know, that I can only do so much for them as well. There are some things that are just completely out of everyone's control. Right. So coming from Montana and driving all the way down here to Tucson, Arizona, how are you enjoying that transition and, um, you know, making ends meet here on an AmeriCorps budget? Uh, well, Tucson is definitely very different. It's the biggest place I've ever lived. So both where I grew up and my college town were towns of 20 to 25,000 people. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tucson is a lot bigger, which I actually really like. Um, I like that there's things to do on the weekend and I feel like I have everything I could possibly need or want in my city and I don't have to drive you know, 40 minutes to go do something. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tucson is also nice in the sense because it, it does feel like a very tight-knit and small community. So it feels like a gradual step from small town to big city life because it does have that close-knit community vibe to it. So it doesn't feel too different from what I'm used to. And in terms of living on the AmeriCorps budget, I was very hesitant to apply to AmeriCorps positions. It was one of the initial reasons I like took so long in applying because I had seen them in like April and May when I was initially starting my job search in school and I saw the pay and I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not even going to do that. Um, mm-hmm. But 
it's actually very doable, uh, especially here in Tucson. The cost of living seems a lot lower than other places I looked, um, like Minneapolis. The cost of living was a lot more, and on an America budget, it might be a little more difficult. But here in Tucson, I'm doing surprisingly okay, mm-hmm. um, especially since I was able to qualify for food stamps and things like that. Um, most of my expenses are just you know rent, utilities, gas things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely, definitely doable. So I'm glad that I decided to apply to these positions and especially the one here because I really love what I'm doing and I'm glad to have the opportunity to gain experience in what I want to do. Do you think you would maybe want to stay in Tucson post-service? I could see myself maybe staying for another year or two, but definitely not forever. I think eventually I'll want to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the place where I want to settle long-term. But. Right. I like it in the meantime. Mm-hmm. And so what are some of the fun things that you've been able to do on the weekends? I really like hiking. Um, so I like going up to Mount Lemon and exploring outdoors or just walking around downtown and 4th Avenue. There's a lot of good restaurants because I'm a big foodie. So mm-hmm. that's like the most important thing to me is good food. And it's definitely affordable food too. So I like doing that. Um, or just hanging out, walking around. I just, I, I'm shocked that I'm able to walk around in December and not, freeze. So I really like just being outside down here because the weather's so much better than up north. Mm-hmm. Especially at this time of year. Yeah, it's very, very comfortable, like 70 degrees in the afternoons. Just, this is perfect weather. <laughs> <laughs> so Kelsey, you know, serving as a VISTA, you're coming into this organization. And I think that a lot of times the staff that you're working with they kind of, you know, question, you know, what exactly your role is and what exactly, you know, is the purpose of a VISTA for this organization. How are you trying to fit your place into this organization? Um, When I first came, it was something I definitely struggled with, um, especially coming from, you know, out of state and from completely different communities. I definitely felt like I was just kind of thrown in and had to learn very quickly, like, what this community has to offer and what my place in that was and how the VISTA role fit in with that because some of the, especially at the beginning, some of the work that I was doing didn't feel very like VISTA-y or in terms of capacity building. It felt, I mean, I enjoyed the work, but it didn't, it was hard for me to see the connection to capacity building and what I was really doing in terms of AmeriCorps service. But now that I've been there longer, I've, I'm still adjusting a little bit, but I've been better at forcing myself to kind of change my perspective and see that what I'm doing is sustainable, even if it it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Like sometimes creating a data system to me doesn't, or a data tracking system, excuse me, doesn't seem that big of a deal, but it is like something that probably wouldn't be done if I wasn't at my site. And it's definitely something that they can continue doing after I'm gone. So just kind of changing my perspective and being like, well, this wouldn't be done if I wasn't here. So that means it is meaningful work and it is important work for me to be doing. Mm-hmm. And are you the first VISTA serving? I'm the third VISTA, and I think I might be the last. I'm not entirely positive, but I've seen some things floating around my desk of uh, being like one of three or two of three, so I'm the third one. Mm -hmm. So I think I might be the last. And so how does that feel, you know, knowing that potentially after you're gone, all of this work in this VISTA assignment, not that it will be you know, completely over because that's not what the point is of a VISTA. Do you feel sort of that pressure to really, you know, finish adding that capacity? Yeah, there's, there's a lot that I definitely 
feel like needs to be done. And I attended my in-service training in November, and that definitely motivated me a lot more to try to think about all the different things that I can do in my time left in service. Um, so one of the things I'm doing is I want to create a needs assessment for our clients to have them take so we can, before the VISTA position is over, try to establish what basically they need that the clinic isn't providing right now. So then I can create a plan of how we can meet those needs or change our procedures that could better meet their needs um, so that when I do leave there, the clinic will be better for the clients and more sustainable for them in the sense of our practices and procedures as a clinic. But yeah, I definitely feel the pressure and I'm a little nervous right now for what's going to happen when I'm gone. Um, But that's why I think the sustainability binder is important. So I want to make sure that the one I make is readable and usable for anyone to come in after me to do the continue the work that I was doing. So are the needs that you're going to be assessing, do you think that those will be brand new services that the clinic will have to provide? Do you think that those will be ways to improve current services that are provided? Um, what do you kind of predict for that outcome to be? I think it will mostly be improving our our current procedures and policies. I mean, the biggest thing I'm worried about is honestly, I'm asking about how accessible it is to move around in our clinic because our clinic's very small and it hasn't, it's in the same building it has been in since the 70s. So I don't know if their responses to that would, if they're saying it's inaccessible, you know, what we can really do about the structure of the building. But um, I think otherwise, a lot of it has to do with like our procedures for referring people to other care and whether or not that process is going smoothly or whether or not clients think that they can see the doctor as often as they want, because we have 700 some clients and only three doctors and some of them are only in once a week. So ensuring that they're able to get the care that they need um, and their referral policy Mm -hmm. is really important. So I think it'll just be changing potentially if there's a need for changing our current policies Mm -hmm. and procedures. And how are you helping to spread the word about La Frontera and the services that you are providing? Mostly I just do community outreach. So I go with uh, my supervisor to meetings or collaborative meetings with other treatment facilities and clinics and other organizations like housing organizations. I go to meetings once a month at TMC. So people know I'm there. They know I'm with La Frontera. They know I'm with AmeriCorps. So it's mostly just by attending these meetings and participating in a bunch of collaboration meetings. Okay, cool. So um, having this uh, background in biology from what you studied in college, coming into this role, did you feel that you found something that fit well with your skills? Did you feel like you needed more skills to be able to uh, perform all the duties within this position? How did you feel about that? Um, I actually felt pretty okay. Um, I think biology prepared me well to talk about health topics. Um, I studied a lot of, um, or took a lot of health related classes when I was in college. So in nutrition and like a ton of physiology courses. So I'm very familiar with kind of the internal workings of health. So then being able to, you know, explain the physical sense of what some clients might be experiencing, I think can be helpful sometimes. So I definitely think the background is helpful. Um, I don't necessarily use it day to day. And obviously I can't explain everything from a purely biological standpoint, especially because it can get very complex. But I think it's a good background, at least in terms of helping me understand and process things. And then once I understand, I can then break it down better for the clients or other community members when I'm doing our um, educational outreach. 
And so how long have you been serving with La Frontera? A little over four months now. Okay. Do you feel like it's been going by fast? It's been going by very fast. September was a little slow, so like my first month of service. But then after that, it picked up. I still kind of feel like it's Halloween and it's December. So (laughs) things have definitely been going by very, very quickly. And I anticipate that it's not going to slow down, really. No. (laughs) (laughs) Have you given any thought to what you would want to do after you are done? All I know is I want to work for another year and then apply to grad school. So uh, I'll be applying for jobs again soon, which is kind of scary to think about in March. So four months or so. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'll just work for another year. I don't know if I'll stay in Tucson, if I can get a job. Otherwise, I'll end up packing up and moving again. But And so the role that you are filling right now, is this a role that you could see yourself doing maybe in, you know, your next career move? Do you see this being something that you could potentially be doing for forever? Uh, Or, you know, are you just trying to get some other work experience to then help you out in some other direction? Uh, I could see myself doing work like this. Um, I really like working with clients and community members engaging in like health education type work. I don't know if that's gonna be what I'll be doing always but I think that's definitely what some a small part of what I want to be doing in the future either doing educational outreach or advocacy for certain health topics but it's a, I think it's I'm getting a lot of skills that I can add to my resume and put in my back pocket and they'll definitely come in handy again in the future wherever I end up mm-hmm. cool so if somebody wanted to uh, learn some more information or get in touch with La Frontera, do you guys have a website, any contact information? We do have a website. You just have to Google La Frontera Tucson and it pops up. Um, and that can give you the contact for our main office. And if you call that, then you can get referred to any other site uh, specifically um, and get connected with whoever you would need to get into contact with for our various services. Okay. And if our listeners wanted to get in touch with you, do you have an email? Yeah, it's just kelsey.weed at lafrontera.org. All right. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to share with us today? Anything else you wanted to talk about? Just that if anyone is thinking about doing AmeriCorps and is hesitant of it, I understand that. I was that person uh, for a very long time. But I'm very glad that I did choose to do AmeriCorps. And I'm very, very happy with my service so far. I think it's a good way for me to build to where I want to go in the future. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that this is a great stepping stone, especially right after college, where people our age are still trying to figure it out. We're still trying to figure out what exactly we could see ourselves doing and in what field we could be in. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely a time in my life where I feel like my future is uncertain. So I, and it's nice too that it's one year so I can get experience and build skills and then even if, and I do enjoy my time, but if someone were to not particularly care for their service or they might realize, oh, this isn't what I want to do, it's a one-year commitment and then they can maybe do another VISTA in something completely different if they mm-hmm. wanted to because there's such a wide scope of different positions here, which I thought was really, really cool. And it's great for anyone who's looking for maybe a change in their career path or anything to gain new skills. For sure. Well, it looks like that's all the time that we have for today. Thank you so much for joining me, Kelsey. Thank you for having me. All righty. And thanks for listening. You've been listening to This AmeriCorps Life, produced by Arizona Serve of Prescott College. Find out more at arizonaserve.org and at prescott.edu.